Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's good, family? This is Vince. Listen, I'm coming to you midweek with a lot of good information. I told you before that Wild Black is now on Patreon, and I really want you to be a part of this community. But I want to tell you why. There, we're taking what we do on Wild Black and we're extending it. We're adding video. We're making this platform and this community something that is investing in us. Imagine, after listening to Mac's episode on our rights, me taking you to the gun range with Mac to talk about gun safety. Having him show you how to do the things that you need to know when you're on a range, when you're operating a gun. When you join this community, this Wild Black Patreon community, we're bringing you monthly bonus episodes. We're bringing you Wild Black behind the podcast. That's a video content series that is taking you inside of our episodes. While you're there, we want you to help us pick episodes and pick guests. We want to be a part of your world, and we want you to be a part of our world in a way we couldn't before. Patreon.com slash Wild Black is where you go to become a part of this community. I cannot wait to hear from you. I cannot wait to build with you. This has been the missing piece in what we're doing here on Wild Black. This allows us to talk to you and you to talk to us in a way we have not been able to do before. If you like what we do on the podcast, then you will love what we do on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Wild Black. I want to see you there. Peace. The place that we have to start and, and acknowledge is that our dollar doesn't circulate even one time. God, it's hard. Right. And so, so like we, we've got to start with the recognition that our dollars really do not stay in our community really at all. Right. And so another way to look at that same data point is that about 97% of our income right. is spent outside of the community. Right. And so meaning we earn it. And by the time we relinquish it, it is relinquished to another establishment, white-owned, Asian-owned, something, but not Black-owned. Not Black-owned, right? And so only 3% of our income wow. is, is spent within the community, spent right. with Black folks. Spent 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 with Black folks. Welcome to Wow Black, a seriously opinionated podcast, bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while black. If black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all black everything. Everybody, welcome back to Wild Black. That's where Art chimes in. Art is enjoying his summer. He is out on vacation. He is having a good time. So we're going to hold it down today without him on an amazing episode. I'm going to jump right in. Listen, when I say the word banks, national banks, regional banks, community banks, just banks, what comes to mind for you? Like what what goes through your head as I, as I say that? And you know this is wild black, so you know what the angle is here. When, when I mention banks in the black community in this country, I'm willing to bet that most of you, just like me, immediately think about things like redlining and blockbusting, right? And we're accurate, right? That's, that's a big part of the history of the black community and banks, right? Maybe you think of home loans and denials and loans for business creation, and that ties directly into things like job creation, quality of life, the wealth gap, 
all right. We're all right. We're on the right path there, right? But that's not the entire story, right? As a community, we are underbanked. What does that mean? That means that just over 30% of us live and operate without a bank account using and relying on services like check cashing, right? I know you know some people that do that. I've got family members who live in that space, so I know you know people. Now, in some cases, that's about location and proximity. It's about feeling safe. It's about a lack of cultural competence. It's honestly a lack of trust. And in many cases, we don't trust banks for good reason, but it doesn't stop there. This is important because it's about being able to call on, trust, and rely on your bank to help create the many relationships that we need to find comfort, peace, and success in the spaces that we operate in. Redlining and other commonly used practices impacted us so significantly but it's still happening today. Case in point, you may or may not know that Wells Fargo is in the middle of litigation right now because in the heart of the pandemic 2020, they were denying black applicants left and right. As a matter of fact, their approval rate for black applicants seeking to refinance was 47%, less than half. Now, when you compare that to Asians, 67% were approved. White applicants, 72% were approved. That's a problem. That's literally redlining, right? Just in case your white supremacy is showing a little bit, I want you to know that these were very well-qualified folks. Some right here in Atlanta, doctors, lawyers, attorneys, right? People with income and with credit and with, with access, with reliable careers, jobs, businesses, they were being turned down too. You can go look this up right now. It's significant, right? You may have guessed what we're talking about today. You should have guessed. It's squarely focused on the importance of black banking, the need to bank black, being intentional in banking black. And we've got an amazing guest. We've had him on before. He is the chief community officer of Greenwood Bank by the name of Ryan Wilson, also the CEO of The Gathering Spot. But before I turn the mic over to him, I want to tell you just a little bit more. I pull some stats. You know, I love to do that. Black folks in this country represent about 14% of the population. But how many black banks do you think there are? What percentage of banks do you think are black? I looked the numbers up. There are roughly 6,000 banks in the country. Of that 6,000, there are about 21, maybe 22, that are black-owned. 0.4% of banks are owned by black folks. I just wanted to let that sit in for a second. That's, That's crazy to me. Now, when you, when you partner that with the fact that the wealth gap today is literally wider than it was 100 years ago, think about that. The average wealth of a black family today is $24,000. That's compared to the average net worth of a white family, about 189000 But get this, even though the wealth gap is going in the wrong direction, and even though our net worth has shrunk just in the last few years. Black spending power is higher than it's ever been. $1.6 trillion. It's a lot of money. That's, that's more spending than so many countries. We're spending more, but our net worth is less. Why is that? That's part of what we're going to talk about today. For me, it makes this statement, something in the milk just ain't clean, ring true. And you're right. We don't hold our money. We don't invest our money. We don't circulate our money in the community. We don't let the black dollar touch five or 10 or 20 or 50 
black hands before it leaves the community and touches someone else's hands. We need strong banking partners that are positioned to not just safeguard our dollars, but to teach us and help us grow those dollars. Because one thing that I know you have learned from this show is a dollar sitting in a drawer is a dollar that will buy you less tomorrow than it will today. If you don't believe me, go look up inflation. This is real shit. So I'm sorry for the long intro, but you know how I get when I'm passionate about something. Let me bring our guest to the stage because he is going to be a significantly better point of information than will I. I just got passion. He's got knowledge. So with that, Ryan, brother, welcome back to Wild Black. Hey, it's good to be back. How are you, man? How are you? How's you been? I, I'm I'm good. I'm good. This is a uh, this is a new season for us, but one that I'm super excited about. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. You know what we do here. You know this wild black shit is coming at you. You know it's about connecting to the audience. It's reminding them that you are a real person. We've got some fun questions for you today. Are you ready to jump in? Let's do it. All right. So, Ryan's also the CEO of The Gathering Spot. We've talked about them before. It's a community organization that's recently been acquired by Greenwood. So, that positions him perfectly for this next question. You know black folks. They were black folks all day long. <laughs> and I got a big responsibility for it. You ready for this one? Let's do it. All right. Black folks are constantly talking about seasoning their food. Feels like we are, or at least think we are, the Olympic champions of seasoning food. Whether it's your daddy taught you, you got it from your mama, or the ancestors are whispering in your ear so you know just when to stop with the seasoning. This is what we do. We treat seasoning like an Olympic sport. So, in that vein, I need you to detail my starting five in black folk seasonings. What are the five blackest seasonings out there, and who is the team captain? Well, this is this is tough. <laughs> and you, the first thing I thought of was like, and the thing that was in my house, it felt like it went on everything. Everything was just Lowry's seasoning salt. Like that that's was the, the first thing on my list. Yeah, that's like one, two, or three. Like I don't, I don't even like Every, vegetables, potatoes, meat. Everything. Lowry's could go on everything, right? Like eggs like, in the morning. Yeah, no, like it was. It was like Lowry's, and you had some hot sauce, and popcorn, like everything. No, truly. Truly, like uh, Lowry's, um, I still do that to this day. I pop popcorn every day. Um, <laughs> you microwave a stovetop. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Oh, on, on the stove. Yeah, yeah, on the stove. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I knew we rocked like, I have, yeah, that's an everyday thing. Yeah. Um, you got to add in some lemon pepper seasoning. That's yeah. like no, no cabinet is complete. Um, I'm trying to think. Of- At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. About stuff that I actually use. Lemon pepper is one of them. Um, you got to have that garlic. You got to have gar- garlic. I put some garlic, put some garlic on there. Garlic is, uh, it, was, it was a staple in my household. Give me one, one more. Um, there's, there's one more that I think about. Black folks use it for color. <laughs> for color? 
See, like you, you stretch me because I, you know, you, you can see that I don't cook at all. Like, <laughs> you know, we uh, use that paprika on top of our oh, deviled oh, eggs. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. On yeah, top yeah. of the potato yeah, salad, yeah, that can go on everything too. Yeah, that's like right next to the season. Uh, and, and we gotta salt. take it and put it in our fingers and sprinkle it so we feel like we're doing something. Yeah, no, nah, it's the little little extra pinch. <laughs> Ready for question two? Yeah. All right, I'm gonna stay in this vein of food related in black folks. So I've got a few questions. Quick answer, rapid fire. Two options, you tell me which one pops for you. Ready? A, Jiffy versus Skillet Cornbread. Jiffy. All right, Jungle Juice versus Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. Cool Whip, Ready Whip. Ready Whip. Lowry's or Tony's? Lowry's. Peach Cobbler or Pound Cake? Peach Cobbler. Huh? Man, why Peach Cobbler? I mean, I'm, I'm from Atlanta. Yeah, I'm you're from right. the South. <laughs> you're right. Enough said. You're right. You're right. <laughs> As soon as you say Atlanta, it's got to be peach. Yeah, maybe yeah. peach cobbler pound cake. Yeah, no, my, my my father's from Arkansas. Like I don't know any other types of cake. Peach cobbler and sweet potato pie. That's it. Right. Listeners, let me know which ones you're going with. I know you heard the list. All right, brother, you know the the signature wild black question. What do you love most about life, wild black? I love that our culture at this point is all over the world, right? Like, there is a sincere interest, uh, whether people admit it or not, yeah. about everything that we're doing. Yeah, yeah. I want to I add to that. One, I love that, right? Because we, we are all over the world. People are emulating. People are trying to steal. They are trying to take. We are everywhere. I want to exclude the gathering spot. They can't be the answer here because we already know they're culture carriers. When you look at organizations, businesses, media companies, individuals, activists, who are the people, whether it's a group of people, an organization, who you think are carrying, driving forward, and protecting our culture better than anyone? I'm going to say two, two big groups, right? And this yeah. is a big buckets here. But first bucket are the entrepreneurs. Yeah. Right? Like the small business owners, I think, are carrying the torch right now. Yeah. And not only operating their businesses really well, but doing so in a way where the culture, right, is infused in the business. And um, this is an exciting time for, for our company. Some challenges right. still there, but an exciting time. And then the other group, um, I'd say, are our content creators, right? I, I like mean, that. there's um, there are so many different platforms these days, but podcasting, right? Like yeah. just... There's, there's there's a there's a new way of us you know communicating with one another and building community through content. Yeah. Um. And I think that that that's a, another thing that's really exciting about what's happening now. I love it, and I agree, and I fall in both buckets, and I appreciate that. All right, we're gonna jump into this dope quote real quick. Everybody knows the dope quote is something from the mouth of someone black. Most times, religion, science, culture, history, religion, any topic, as long as it has merit and impact on what we're talking today. I actually have two today because they both were so relevant to what we're talking about. I'm going to read both of them to you. And then I love your thoughts, reactions, feelings as I read them. The first one is by Stephanie Lahart. It says, excuse me while I save, invest, and build wealth. The second one is by Dr. Carter G. Woodson. If the Negro in the ghetto must eternally be fed by the hand that pushes him into the ghetto, he will never become strong enough to get out. When you hear those two, brother, what comes to mind for you? As a, as, I think I think what both speak to right is this idea that 
the expectation that mm-hmm. we have of one another and of ourselves, that those expectations matter, right? And how we talk to each other and about each other, we should talk about about each other. <laughs> um, it really, I mean, it, it matters. It sets the tone, right? And, yeah. and um, it really shows the what what's possible and what isn't, right? Just yeah. just in how we engage with each other. And yeah. um, that's something that I've been thinking, honestly, a lot about recently. Yeah. Like, how, how are we talking about each other? And ultimately, you know, you'll, you'll hear folks say, well, that's just how it is. Yeah. And I think we have to ask the question, well, like, how should it be? Yeah. Right? Like, exactly. well, how, how should we be engaging with one another? Let's fight for that. Yeah. When I pulled those two, the reason I did so was because what it said to me was, if you find yourself in a position that you wish to change, take the time to save, invest, and build wealth. And I know when people hear that, they probably take that literally, right? But when I think about saving, investing, and building wealth, to me, that applies to so much more than just a dollar, right? It can be a dollar, of course, and it is a dollar, but it's about moral fiber. It is about community. It is about people that are around you. It's about investing in yourself, investing in the other people, watching them grow and become something different, something better, so that you can all find your way from where you are today to where you want to be. And when you get there, you are not by yourself. You are with people who look like you, people who remind you of you, and people who will continue to help you grow and build. And that's why I picked it, because when I think about the combination of what I know the gathering spot to be and what I believe Greenwood to be, those two combined create like a very special kind of arrangement to me. It's about a group of black folks who have the tools inside of the resources and the relationships to take themselves from one place to another place. And if that isn't the blueprint for what I want to see us do as a people, I don't know what is. Yeah, I mean, what we're trying to do, right, to just jump into to like what's happening Jump here. in, my brother, jump in. Um. There's a lot of things for us to discuss, right? But I think that the thing that we have to start with is if we take a step back, there are not a lot of platforms that exist in our community where from start to finish, all of the things that we need exist within the context of the platform, Yeah. right? And so what happens, especially when we start talking about money, is that there's this, this, this begging that almost has to occur to try to get somebody else, some other institution Mm to engage with us, yeah. right? And so I see this in the small business context all the time where there are business owners that are doing great work that we admire, we know their stuff, but what we don't know is that they can't get access to the resources necessary and there is no resource inside of our community that is able to, to solve the, the, the problem that they have, which a lot of time, again, is connected to capital. Right. So what we're trying to do is is build that platform. Like this, this is table building work, like our yeah. own table, right? And um, not, not trying to, to figure out invitations anymore to somebody right. else's party. Right. But to have our own party. Right. And to say to our own folks, we've got solutions from top to bottom. Right. For the things that we've been discussing. Real um, vertical integration. Actual vertical integration, yeah. right? Like really getting serious about saying, Okay, if we if we don't own it, right? Like, how are we how are we partnered with other institutions that are black owned that help to accomplish the the goals and needs of our people? Yeah, uh, 
I noticed pretty quickly at TGS that we were having programs consistently about resources that we could not provide. Mm-hmm. And and just did not, we, we're, we're not at the end of the day, we're not a financial institution. Right. Having the capability to bank our folks in addition to all of the stuff that we were doing around community. Right. It's really, really powerful, right? And I'm, I'm excited too, but when I look out and, and realize like, I mean, we're, I'm not talking about anything new, right? There are, there are massive companies that do this all the time. Right. That, and I, and I, I, one day I went through and I actually started to, to look at them, right? I mean, um, and I was looking at companies like LVMH, not realizing that when we go up to the bar and I say, well, what are you drinking? And you say, well, what are you drinking? That we're probably drinking products that they own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when I say, well, what are you wearing? And you say, well, what are you wearing? We're wearing things that, that they own, right? Like, like right. it's to the point where like they have so many different properties under the umbrella mm-hmm. that it's very difficult to escape their ecosystem. Yep. What black ecosystems exist like that at scale? Right. Where we, we, we control and are engaged in many of the different touch points across culture. Right. That's what I'm trying to figure out and, and work on. Man, I absolutely love that. The, the, the big question before I jump into some other things is, how's it going? It's, it is going good, right? Like, I, well, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm a while back. So it's going good. <laughs> and, and the thing the thing that's interesting about this season, so I've had some personal shifts. Uh, my son was born a couple months ago. Congrats. Thank you. Um, so I've got two kids now. And now I legitimately have two companies, right? So I have the gathering spot that we started. It's been open for a while. Uh, but now I have a, a new role at Greenwood uh, responsible for community for right. the entire business, right? And so uh, this is a season of, of adjustment, right? I, I'm I'm trying to figure out how to best show up kind of in all of these worlds. Yeah. Um, but I'm good. I'm excited, right? Like this is a, a, a time where, I mean, we've, we've all been collectively through a lot over the last several years. And I'm coming out of, out of um, this season, I think like a lot of us, just energized to, to, to get some work done. Yeah. So um, my head is down right now. I haven't, I haven't really been focused on anything besides my family and, and trying to move the business forward. Yeah, yeah. I want I want to kind of set the stage a little bit. In, in my in my opening, I talked about point four of banks being black owned of six thousand. I talked about the wealth gap and net worth of black families. But one thing I've heard you talk about in in other interviews is the circulation of the black dollar, right? So knowing that Greenwood is here, at least in part, to increase the length of time a black dollar circulates. Set the stage. Talk to our listeners ab- about that circulation as it exists today. Like, how long is a black dollar in the community? How many times does it touch a hand in the black community? What are the what are the major issues and problems that Greenwood is looking to solve or inspire to lengthen the amount of time that it stays in the black community? The place that we have to start and, and acknowledge is that our dollar doesn't circulate even one time. God, that's hard, right? And so, so like we, we've got to start with the recognition that our dollars really do not stay in our community really at all. Right. Right. And so another way to look at that same data point is that about 97% of our income 
right. is spent outside of the community, right. right? And so, meaning we earn it, and by the time we relinquish it, it is relinquished to another establishment, white owned, Asian owned, something, but not black owned. Not black owned, right? And so, only three percent of our income, wow, is is spent within the community, spent right. with black folks. One thing that's even fascinating inside of that 3% is that, and I hadn't really thought about this to be candid with you, mm-hmm. but most of the time when we are buying black, we are not banking black or the tool that we are using mm-hmm. itself is not black. So even the act of trying mm-hmm. to support a black business, right? Payments are interesting, right? There's any time you swipe your card, there are multiple companies that are getting paid. Yeah. Like Man, six I, on I, average. I right. Right. And so, when you swipe your card, though, right, even with a black-owned business, right, the six companies that get paid in that transaction, statistically, none of them are going to be black-owned businesses. Mm. So part of the disruption with Greenwood, right, before we get into the utility for you as an individual, right, part of what, what is, is, is amazing, right, about just having the tool is that now when you participate in buying black, you have a mechanism, you have a tool, you have a, mm-hmm. you have a community that's that's p- helping to power making that transaction black from end to end. So that same thing we were just talking about from start to finish. Right. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Part of what we're working on is, is completing that chain, right? right? So from you to the institution, now to the business that you're supporting, right? You have the possibility with 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 Greenwood to to be um, to be a party to to what is an all black transaction. Wow, that is um, to me powerful, right? Because it, it it hasn't it's not not something that that is regularly done at all. There yeah. are black banks, as we mentioned. So unless you are using one of their products, statistically, you are not. Right, right. Um, if you're black in America, this is a way to, to do that. Now, the recirculation of the dollar issue, right, we just have to get more specific about uh, the way that we spend money with each other. Yeah. We're not doing a good enough job. Amen to this, that. This, this doesn't have anything to do with anybody else. Right. It really has something to do with us. Right, right. It may mean that we have to drive a little bit further. Yep. Do a it may more mean that we have to look a little bit harder. Yep. But at the end of the day, if we do not get that number, that 3% number up, or if we don't rotate the dollar more times in the community, statistically, it is very unlikely that businesses in our community will get to scale. Hmm. So what happens when businesses in our community don't scale? Well, the stats show us that somewhere between 94 to 96% of our companies don't employ anybody. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what does that mean? That means that statistically, it is almost insignificant if you're black in America that you will work at a black-owned business because we can't afford to hire anybody. Yeah. Well, what does not not being being able to be employed by a black-owned business mean? Well, that means that it's statistically probably very difficult to advance within an organization, even if you have the opportunity to to work at a company. It's probably small, right, if it's a black-owned business. Yep. 
What's the number one way that we've built wealth in this country? Through home ownership. Yeah. So the chain, right, between all of these things is, is actually really, really strong, right? right? And so participating and helping businesses get to scale in our community can't be a if it just happens to happen sort of. <laughs> we, right. we, we can't have Gotta a, be intentional. We have to be super specific about right. saying, no, this company in this, in this community is about to grow. And when they grow, I have the expectation that they're going to give opportunities to other people in the community. And when they get those opportunities, I have an expectation that they'll stay in their community and buy homes in this community yeah. and stay rooted here. And all the other good things that happen when, when there's community-centered people right. anywhere. When we work on that, right, because, of, I mean, here in Atlanta, where, where I live, we don't own enough of anything. Yeah. Right. And so. And this is Atlanta. <laughs> and, and, this, and this is Atlanta. Right. So um, I know sometimes it sounds like we're talking about different things. Right. But right. like really it, it, they're, they're very, very strongly tied together. The, right. like this is almost one big idea yeah. about the way that we need to be thinking about participation and ownership with all of the stuff that, that is around us. Yeah. Um, and we're not we're not there yet, right? And and I I think that you know again until we're we're specific about it, I don't know how we expect to get there. Yeah. Right. I mean, no nobody is about to um, come and come and help hey, with no, the, no with one's coming to save us. Ne- never have and and <laughs> and I'm not sure when we think uh, will. I mean, it's 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 actually something that that I think is worthy of examination. Right. right, because I think sometimes there's there's a suggestion in these days that like if we just say we're tired or you know this is this is frustrating, right? That there's right. somebody coming. Well, I mean, I got bad news that nobody's coming for us in this space. Yeah, if you, uh, if you ain't the one doing the, the going and the work, and it's not getting done. Well, at the end of the day, if we're not supporting our own businesses, yeah. The expectation that there's somebody else that's about to, I don't know why, where that comes from, right? And so there's some systemic stuff that we've got to work on yeah. aggressively. Yeah. So this isn't about letting anybody off the hook. Right. But if we're having family business talk for a minute and, 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 and talking about ourselves, right. the conversation with ourselves is that we have to do better in supporting ourselves. Yeah. Full stop. The linkages that you brought out made so much sense. You made so many points, and I, I want to go back to the first one because I consider myself to be relatively smart, but never have I stopped to think about all the transactions in a deal that I make digitally. When I'm swiping a card, when I'm paying with Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, and in, in my mind, I'm making a black transaction. And, 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 and to some degree, we are, but the little fees that are constantly coming out and going someplace else that dilute my black spin. I have never stopped to think about it in that <laughs> manner before. There's a lot of big companies that make a lot of money on little spins. Yeah, right? <laughs> Like, Like the, the entire payment space, right, is made off of small transactions. That's wild. Small transactions that if you take that $1.6 trillion that you were talking about yeah. earlier, that's a lot of money. Yes, right? it is. In, in what is rather passive participation yes. right like you you don't you don't really have to you know once you set it up you don't really have to, 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 to do much so so you know i get this question all the time but like you know why why this particular platform 
I mean, I think it's important to try to have um, as much intention on the way that you you use anything that you're using, yeah. right? And um, you know, we're certainly specific about what we're trying to to accomplish here in terms of it being a tool that's meaningful for our community. Yeah. So, you know, anybody that that would like to join us in that effort, we'd love to have you. Yeah. So you you brought this up. So talk to me about the intentionality behind Greenwood. What is that you all are trying to do in, for, through, and with the community? So the, the product that's out right now is a debit and savings product, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the goal with, with that product is, is, is um, pretty simple, right? We've right. got to have the, the baseline account right. at the institution that begins the, the, the banking relationship. Right. Going back to that 30% plus that don't even have. Absolutely. Right. So over time, right? When you when you start there, you have the opportunity, and what you'll see from us is to explore a whole bunch of different products and services, right? So mm-hmm. the the idea is we're looking at the full financial health of the members of of the community, mm-hmm. and thinking about how many different services can we build to meet the needs of that that community. Right. Um, in terms of how we're being intentional, look. I, I say this all the time in the um, in the gathering spot context. I mean, we're in hospitality, right? So I right. can make mistakes there. You don't like your drink, I'll make you another one. Right. In this context, in banking and finance, we can't we can't mess that up, right? And so we have built a top notch team with the best of the best, thinking through every part of this product, all of the security aspects of it. How every interface, the technology that 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 undergirds the entire uh, platform, and we've been super specific in making sure that everything that we deliver to the community, mm-hmm. knowing our history, right? I think that that's that's something um, that's important to acknowledge. Black folks in banking, that hasn't always been um, the the. I mean, there there have been many, many, many different. And for lack of a better uh, word, way to describe it, I mean, just flat out dishonest and 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 harmful practices. Yeah, there've been some fuckery. For- no, I mean, for <laughs> I mean, just I mean, and and, that, and I'm not talking about you know old school examples. I'm right. talking about new ones right now. Right. So, in in building this company, we are starting from the perspective of we have to get this right. Yeah. Again, I can get you another drink. I can't. I can't mess up your bank account. Right. Right. And so we've been very deliberate in making sure that, you know, again, at every touch point, we're building the absolute best uh, in class product. And I'm proud of what, what exists now. And I know that as we keep going forward with the same level yeah. of, of intentionality, yeah. um, that the products that we're building will be, will be stuff that people are proud of. So knowing where you all sit today and, and what you've already built, and I'm sure inside there's, strategic conversations about where you're going, the problems that you all are looking to overcome. What do you expect? Let, let's, let's take Greenwood today, in a year, in five years. What tools and benefits do you all expect to be able to deliver to the black community? And how are they different from what the black community may or may not have great access to today? So, so think about a complete ecosystem first, right? Where... From top to bottom, the business is black owned and is squarely focused on you, right? So we've got to, that's, that's one huge point of differentiation. From a product perspective, there are a lot of things that we're interested in, 
right? You you again, you start with debit and savings, but then you of course have to look at at lending, right? You of course have to look at well, what is what is estate planning? We could have a whole yeah. conversation on on wills and, and estate planning. Yeah. Like, how do we how do we um, how do we focus uh, there? Right? You can you can look at other investment products, right? And the ability to to take the capital that is with with the institution and think about the uh, new ways to to invest it. And then sitting beside that, right? There's a there's a serious effort from a content perspective to be talking about these issues on a super regular basis. Right. That is also, I mean, you it's something that you don't see regularly, right? Where so that where the the institution that you're working with squarely is thinking about ha- trying to create a relationship and have an honest conversation with you providing the best content to answer tough questions. I, I think it's no secret we live in a time where there is a lot of bad information floating Absolutely. on a lot of good platforms. Absolutely. <laughs> which, is, Absolutely. which is really interesting. Absolutely. We're trying to be specific there too. We've got to, we've got to provide good quality advice right. in the form of, of content to the community in a way that you that you don't see. Um other other efforts, I mean there's 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 definitely a charitable aspect uh to the work, right? So you'll see us reinvesting the money that's in the business back into the community. Right. We've got an effort right now where ten thousand dollars is given uh every single month to a black owned business. Imagine that 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 that's scaling. Yeah. Um so you know we're we're thinking about a whole bunch of things right right now. But um all with a specific focus, which I think it's fair to say uh, there are not many places that are specifically focused on the community and, right. the, and the needs and concerns of us. Right. Love it. When, when I think about, like hearing you say the needs and concerns, right, and I'm, I'm going to focus on the need part. What I hear the black community talking about so often is getting to the bag, getting a bag. There's, there's a bag with money someplace, and we talk about it all the time. And I think that, that that bag of money is great, right? I think that influence is great. But the idea of power, right, is it's, it's not something I hear us as a community talk about enough. And when, when I think about power, it's never transferred. It's, it's never given. It's typically only ever taken, right? Because people in power want to remain in power, and they want to hand the power to the people that come behind them. So they're not giving it to you. They're not giving it to me. Where does Greenwood sit? As far as helping the community to understand power, to get power, and to be empowered, there's something powerful, right? <laughs> <laughs> when when people start to work together, right, right. There's 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 very few unifying forces in finance right now, right. We're sitting here. I have no idea who you bank with, how right. you bank with them. There's nothing. There's nothing actually. Right. Putting us in relationship from a finance perspective, right? And given the concerns that we were talking about earlier, that actually really doesn't make sense, right? right. We we need to be harnessing our our collective influence from from a from a, a financial perspective, right? And figuring out the the way to strategically come together, right? Yeah. Because like the wealth gap in this country is legitimate, right? I mean, yeah. all the stats that you started out with. Those are real statistics. Yeah, like I mean, there are, we we are a community where the the majority of us have a negative net worth. Yeah. So the only way that we move forward 
out of that is together. Amen. It, it, there, there's no other way that that it's going to happen. It has to happen with one another. Amen. Right, and we've we've been uh, talked to for a while that finance is an individual sport. Right. It, it can't be for us. Right. We've got to talk openly about money. Yes. We've got to talk about what you're doing and what I'm doing, and yep. ultimately, what's the best solution for both of our families. Yep. And then hopefully, we have a common tool. Yeah. That we're able to use that also has those same interests in mind. Yeah. But it can't be an individual game if we expect to close the wealth gap. Yeah. Talk, it teach, just, and pool. Got it. It, it just it, it, ha- it has to be a collective effort. Yeah. And so I'm I'm um I'm excited, right, about about honestly, this part of the work more than anything. Yeah. Right. Because I was one of those people, right? Where it was like, we could talk, everything else was a social issue except for money. Yeah, yeah. When we started talking yeah. about the money, it was like, well, that's not table talk. Yeah, we yeah. We don't talk, that's inappropriate. You talk, you, you're talking you know? directly to me now, brother. So, and, and that's how most of us were, were, we're taught, taught. Yeah. Right? I mean, and it's, and we have to know that that comes from somewhere, right? That that's, that is that is learned behavior, right? It 100%. isn't something that, that you know, you, I, I was, uh, you know, quick aside, but I, w- I was at a, a conference uh, a couple of months ago and was a pastor telling a story where he said, and this is just stuck with me. It was like, if you look inside of the community, you know, black folks are taught that anytime you go into a store, don't touch anything. Don't touch anything. We all yeah. don't, don't touch nothing. And what's, yeah. what's, Amazing. Don't, don't ask for nothing. Don't, don't ask for nothing. Don't touch nothing. Don't do nothing in here. Right? Like, That's right. Keep your hands to yourself until we get out of this store. I'm going to start sweating thinking yeah. about the members. Yes. But the thing that stuck with me was that I had never really thought about, well, where does that come from? Mm-hmm. That is learned behavior, right? Because touching something in the store Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Could have meant mm. that a great deal of harm mm-hmm. was coming to someone or to you. Yep, harm, death, all that. All of it. All of that. And so what we now experience is don't go touch it, nothing in the store now is really the derivative of learned mm. behavior, right? Meant to protect our children yep. and our families that we don't talk about in that way, yep. but really is that way. Yep. Think about all the things in finance that are the same way, yeah. where we've been taught, yeah. don't talk about that. Yeah. Don't go over there and ask them for those things. That's, don't... There's a whole bunch. There's a whole list of no's. Yeah, I'd add. We're not talking about, but I'd, I'd add like politics, voting, Vo- all of it, all that, all, all of it. And we need to talk about all that more than yeah. anything yeah. right now. The the reason why it's important is that when we when we actually do start to have some real conversations, we see, oh well, hey, hold on, mm-hmm. there's other that. ways to get this done. Yeah. Wait, I didn't I didn't realize that there are folks that that leverage. Their 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 capital in ways that I'd never heard of before. Yep, I didn't I didn't know that you could get a life insurance plan and borrow against it. Yep, 
right? Like they're they're and when we start to unlock those those, those I mean, rather simple tools. Backdoor mega backdoor IRAs. Go look them up. <laughs> <laughs> you start to start to realize. Well, wow, there's there's a couple ways to get this done. Yeah, and so. That's part of part of the yeah. work here too. We're going to talk openly about right. topics and try to demystify them. And 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 frankly, I, I think this is another thing that happens way too much these days. We have a tendency to allow our. I mean, I, I've been talking about it for a long time. Black folks are over mentored and under resourced. Yep. Part of the over mentored. You piece, have though, me clapping before this <laughs> is over. But the the over mentored piece of it that we have to to address is that the the way the conversation is constructed almost is is positioned in a way that like we know disproportionately less than everybody else when i'd submit really everybody's trying to figure out a lot of these things yep and if we talk plainly about it we can get to the same outcomes as anybody and but we got to talk about it yep so for anybody that's out there that Anytime we, someone starts talking about numbers and what is your, you know, how are, how are you thinking about, you know, life planning? Don't be intimidated by that conversation. Know that there's, there is a curve. Yeah. But that you're as capable as anybody else to, to, right. to learn That's right. and, and, and plan. Get in, so, read a book, ask a question, and you'll be teaching before it, you know it. Exactly. And, yep. and that teaching and like, and more folks in our community to take on that responsibility of seeing themselves as the educator. Yeah. Because... We are not going to move from having a negative net worth as a community to a yep. positive one. Yep. Silently suffering together. That's right. We're gonna have to talk to, to each other about you what's happening. You did not learn this by osmosis. I mean, my my story. The reason the reason I, I love what you're saying so much. I've, I've shared this on on Wild Black before. Twelve years ago, my net worth was negative. Right. Twelve years ago, I remember sitting at a gas pump, getting ready to go to work in the morning. Putting the gas tank in my vehicle, a, a light baby blue Hyundai Veracruz, and stopping the pump in a panic to check my account to make sure I could afford a tank of gas. I was making six figures. My wife was making roughly six figures, and I had to make sure I could pay for a tank of gas. And in that moment, something clicked, a level of like self-disappointment, a, a level of I'm too smart for this. I've got too many relationships and too many connections. And why am I sitting here with a lack of information when it's not a requirement for my life? And then some years later, I turned that negative net worth. I, I remember when I hit a million and, and like how excited I was to get there. But to your point, it didn't happen by myself. I, I had to go read books. I had to start asking questions. And what I realized when I did that is my circle of friends Half of them had the same questions, yep. and half of them had the answers. Yep. And when we started talking, we all built. And now our conversations are about the new things that we've learned, right? The new things that we can plug in, the new things that we can teach each other. And now it's almost a healthy competition about what can we do next? Who can we bless next? How do we change this? How do we raise this? Where can we invest? I mean, I moved into development and real estate and yep. Bitcoin and stock. I mean, all over the place. And it came from being okay saying, shit, I don't know how I got here and I don't know how to get out. But you, You're talking to me, brother. But the thing that you're doing that's powerful in that, that's an example, is that you have taken the things that you have learned and are being intentional about reinvesting 100. that information in the community. 100%. We do have to also acknowledge that there are some folks within the community that have the opportunity Mm-hmm. 
I would dare say the responsibility. And don't. And do not. Yes. And that also has to be seen as what it is, unacceptable. Absolutely, 100%. Statistically, in America, if you are black, you know somebody that is poor. Statistically, in America, if you're black, you have someone within your family that is poor. <laughs> and may so, have been poor yourself. <laughs> and, and statistically, probably were poor right. super recently. So right. the idea that you've ascended to some place where... Not only do you not want to talk about it, but you don't even want to be around. Yeah. That's unacceptable. Yeah. Right. And, and and frankly, as a community, we are just not in that place. Yeah. So if you figured it out or you think you figured it out, don't go on online and charge $5.99 for it. Tell invest, your people. <laughs> invest the time in being able to tell folks. I, I, look, I don't really understand this. If you've got it, and and I'm this is different from education and ed right. tech. Like those are all real businesses and real services. So that's not what I'm talking about. But if you are an individual person that has accumulated information, mm-hmm. the idea that you would hoard that information doesn't make sense. It, I mean, it feels like self sabotage for me because ultimately, what I realize is. I'm going to be successful, whatever that means. But when I'm successful, wherever I'm successful, I'm not going to be alone. Well, it would. It seems like it would be terrible to be right. in that position and be alone. Wouldn't it? I, I want to be comfortable with people who are me, remind me of me, think like me, don't think like me, look like me, can build together, can make me comfortable, bring cultural competence. I don't want my white, my neighborhood to be all white. Like yeah. <laughs> one of the most things that I'm proud of at TGS is we've been doing this now together. My team's been together the entire time. Yeah. And I'm watching people buy houses. Yeah. Right? I'm watching people buy the... the, the and it's, it's not really about the material stuff, right? But I'm, yeah. I'm watching folks have access to things, right? And, and, and experiences that are exciting to them. Yeah. That's, like, super special to watch. Right, a person said, "Well, what what are you doing? You know, what what are you doing next week? I'm closing on my house, yeah, my first home, yeah, right. And because I know that the number one way people build wealth is through home ownership and right. and real estate traditionally yeah. in this country. Yeah. Watching somebody black on my team talk about buying their first house, yeah, that actually isn't something that is just about them, right." That's something that might be for their grandkids. That's exactly. That's how and, we got to think about it. And that is powerful, right? That's the right. idea that like you're doing something that your grandkids will be able to say, "Yeah, you know, my granddaddy, my grandmama had a house. They bought that house decades ago. Yeah, it's paid off, right?" Mm-hmm. And, and like we try to make the decision on on what happens next. Either way. This is about to be something from a, that that is positive, right? From in, in terms of increasing our our wealth, right? That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, that that's the trick, man. I mean, we look around right now, and I can think about folks I know whose grandfather paid off their college education. Yeah, and it's not that their grandfather was extremely wealthy or any smarter than my grandfather or me. They had assets yeah. that appreciated over. 70 years. They owned 
two or three houses that they lived in and then rented out. And those homes went from being, you know, worth $15,000 to $90,000 to $1.6 million, right? And like, that's how, it, it doesn't have to be fast. Like we can impact generations in a significant way with changes today and just a little education and, yep. and learning. And it, it doesn't take so much, but that's also why I'm so excited when I look up and I see what you all are doing, right? And, and for me, listeners, personally, like having a relationship with Ryan, knowing what's going on at the gathering spot, and now seeing him become a part of Greenwood gives me even more confidence in the platform and the product that Greenwood is bringing to the market. Like understanding the need to build and develop inside of community is powerful. But that's not all, right? Because Greenwood and the gathering spot are now one. But you've also brought valence to the table, right? Yeah. Talk about that a little bit because we've talked about them on the show before. And I don't know that people know enough about them because the three, those three organizations together, that, that, that's a beast of a different kind to me. Yeah, I mean, so for, first, this is black on black on black m and Right. Right, so. <laughs> Say that again. Um, <laughs> so it, like first deal was black on black m and uh, Made the announcement about valence recently. Black on black m and On black m and <laughs> So that's that's powerful uh, yeah. to me because um, there was a another conversation that we don't have often enough in our community. Like, and I, I promise I'm going to answer your question. But like, you where do where do like where do big black things go? Yeah, right. We we never we never really I think have had that conversation as a community. Where I mean, if the the central thesis of a scaling enterprise right. is to have there be a return on investment at some point, or there, there likely is going to be a need for a liquidity event, especially right. if you've taken on investment. Right. The statistical likelihood that you'll be able to have that liquidity event be within the context of a black institution or company mm-hmm. is very, very, very small. Got to be. And so one thing that we were looking at at TGS, this is a business that has been black owned and been focused specifically on curating a community for black folks. Mm-hmm. As we started to scale, we had Atlanta, build DC, builds Los Angeles. We've got communities in New York, Chicago, Detroit, Houston, Charlotte. We, we started to get into a, 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 a different conversation about, well, where do you go? Yeah. Now, if you look at the competitive landscape, there was no big black institution mm-hmm. that could absorb an increasingly growing big black institution. Mm-hmm. And that was concerning for me, right? Yeah. Because, you know, I, I never thought about it before, but, you know, when you're, when you're BET, well, where do you go besides Viacom? That's right. Right. And, That's you right. know, the, the conversation we say, well, well why, why, why sell it? Right, like, like, just, just hold it. Well, there are some businesses where that makes sense, right? To hold, and you should keep it just like land. Yes. The vast majority of companies, though, have been funded and underwritten, especially in this very venture capital yes. uh, way that a lot of companies are funded towards a specific thesis. Right. And so we got to talk about that, right? Like, and 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 acknowledge that, like. Okay, well, if our companies are not going to grow and then really just become 
white-owned businesses, well, what do we do to not have that happen? Right, right. So to get back to your question, you decide to come together. Yeah. Right, and so... The whole the, theme of we don't do this alone is real powerful in this we, conversation. We go, we go together in yeah. this. We're going to build one big black institution together. Right. Right, and, and, and really try to change the narrative for... And the reality, forget the narrative, the reality of what happens to big black businesses at scale. Yeah. Right? The answer in our context is they decide to work together. So what Valence and we and what's interesting about all of these companies is that we've all worked together previously. Right. Right. So that this isn't, you know, new relationships that are being formed. Um, but in in the context of Valence, uh, best in class services there in terms of helping to build a professional network. Yes. Um, and to think about how to best create connect that network to different partners, right? So when added to the platform that we were already creating between the Gathering Spot and Greenwood, that additional set of services for the membership um, is one that I think is going to to help um, really just deepen the offering yeah. and, and 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 make the the connectivity that we've been talking about yeah. even more uh, real. So. Um, but I, again, where this all starts from is what happens to big black companies at scale. Yeah. The answer right now is they become white-owned companies. Yeah. And um, I want to be very clear. I'm not vilifying any black founder or organization right. that has had to make the very tough choice. Again, I, what I'm saying here is there's not that many choices, right. if, if, if any. Right. right? And so... When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. We, we've got to start to talk about that, though, right? Because what we like to say later is, well, it seems like the ingredients changed. They sold, they had this company, and it seemed like the ingredients a little different. Yeah. Well, maybe in some cases, but part of that is because we don't have the ability to be able to keep businesses within the community and still have them exist at really, really big scale. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, I, I got into this conversation recently where they were like, well, there are black VCs out there. Well, look at the LPs of the black right. VCs. Right. Not even those funds are entirely black owned either. Right. And like, again, not a critique. It's right. the reality of it where just, we are. It, it is a, it's a reflection of the actual situation. This is what we have to contend I, with. We are, we are in a situation right now where... Absolutely, we've got to, to start to address what I see as, as an issue yeah. because there are more and more of, of our businesses that are saying, well, I want to get to, I want, I want to get to scale, scale. Yeah. Right. But again, unless you're entering the public market, yeah. any other transaction is unlikely to keep the business black owned. Yeah. And what we're doing right now, proudly, is that this is a black-owned company, 
One of, the th- one of the things that I think is beautiful about the conversation here is that when you talk about where the big black businesses go, they go together, right? And, and that's something that you all are exampling and, and demonstrating. But there's, there's a role that we haven't talked about yet, and, and that is the role of listeners, you, consumers, people who care. Like, you have a role to play in this situation as well. You are part of the ecosystem because you're needed, right? It's, it's about how you support this new union of Greenwood, the gathering spot in Valence, as example, because of what we're talking about today. But you have a responsibility if you want there to be a place for BET to go the next time around. You have a responsibility to be potentially inconvenienced, but to be intentional in where you take your dollars, how long they stay in our community, and where you leave them, right? There, there's real responsibility that sits on our shoulders if we don't want to have the conversations about did the formula change when the company was bought. That has a lot to do with us. It is not all of us, but collectively, as Ryan said, we go together. That includes you. That includes your time. That includes your focus. That includes your loyalty. That includes your dollars. We have work to do there. And and I want to actually talk about that a little bit as well. Greenwood's growing. How do people get involved? Go to brinkgreenwood.com and join. Become a member. Start to bank with us. Yeah. Um, from there, use your account. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I think it, it's it it we need to say this right. Like, it's one thing to have an account. It's another thing to use that account regularly. Yeah. So, fund the account. Use the account. Continue to stay in relationship with us. We're a business that that is constantly learning. Right. So we want to know what you need in order to make all that we're trying to provide better. Right. Right. But, but join us. Right. I mean, we're, we're, um, we're excited about the, the, the roadmap ahead in terms of our, our offerings collectively. Right. Right. And, you know, we, we have always been fortunate with definitely within the gathering spot context of having a lot of amazing people that have been extremely supportive. Right. So, I mean, I, I also, I mean, I think that also, you know, needs to be uh, said directly. This idea that we are not supportive of one another is simply untrue. Right. We support each other all the time. Yep. Right. In fact, the research suggests that black folks are as much, if not more, philanthropic than any community. Very true. Right. That, that like like we 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 over index in our support. Yeah. Right. And so we we have to stop talking to each other as if it's not a value that exists. Right. All we've been saying throughout this conversation is that we've got to be specific about making sure that even more of our dollars circulate. Right. right. Because unfortunately, without businesses at scale, it's really easy for the dollar to escape outside of the community. So uh, I'm not trying to vilify anybody. Right. I think that our lack of choices are really a reflection of our lack of access to, to be able to have more businesses be able to participate in all of the ways that we need business to show up in our life each yeah. day. Yeah. But I think that we can do something about it, right? And that doing something about it is is what we said earlier, right? That's that's driving a little bit further, being yeah. a little bit more specific. Yeah. You know, saying I really was was thinking about eating this, yeah. but I'm going to go eat that. Yep. Yep. Right because the companies the companies need Radical support of yeah. the, of one another, not 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 anything less. 
I tell people um, that for me, it's the conversation around supporting black businesses, taking more of our dollars to black businesses, being specific, being intentional, is similar to the conversation we, we were having about TV right? and, and, and shows and the fact that we, we rush to opening weekend when black movies come out or we go get stars when 50 Cent drops power or HBO when, when Issa Rae puts up Insecure. It's, it's the same mindset to me. It's being intentional. It is. I know gas is a lot. I know it. I, I, I pay it too. But I'll drive an extra couple miles because I want to spend at a black restaurant. I'll go there. I, I, as a matter of fact, I went to one. Actually, while he'd here at the studio, recommended a black-owned restaurant down the street and around the corner from here. And I went there. And I remember having a conversation with the owner. He was like, you know, I'm going to give you the discount, you know, because while he sent you, I was like, that's not why I came. I don't, I don't want the discount. What I came to do was support you. And to me, I know we're always looking for the hookup or, you know, stereotypically looking for the hookup, but I wanted to come in there and buy full price items off of his menu to yes. show my support and then come back again and tell yes. people and bring people. Like, that is what we do. And yeah. we already, to Ryan's point, right. we already do it. Let's just do it even more. Absolutely. We got to talk about something, though. Talk to in him. That, I think, I think we sometimes mm-hmm. weaponize our support mm. in ways that are unhelpful. Got it. So when we are being helpful, there's always going to be stuff in business. Yes. And, and, and frankly, there are businesses far larger than the black-owned businesses that you're going to deal with that'll do you far dirtier than Absolutely. what any of those, those businesses will. But the energy that mm-hmm. we put mm-hmm. sometimes on ourselves, mm-hmm. the lack of grace. I just encourage folks when those moments come up, when you move into that space of saying, and I was trying to support you, mm-hmm. or, you know, my support's gone now because I get it. If a business has wronged you, they've wronged you. And that's not right. Right. But no, like, know that when there's a transaction occurring, right, that, like, just be proud that, that you did the, the, right, the right thing within the community. I think some folks, like, they... That's why I don't buy black, because they always... Uh, I'm yeah, with or you. they buy black, and they just have to talk about it as if it's, like, the, the, the most radical thing that they've done all year long. Yep. And that, like, you should be grateful... Yep. And any business owner, I'm telling you, any business owner, especially this, in this environment, all grateful. is grateful yeah. for any participation with the business. But what's hard to absorb when they feel like they're providing a good or service mm-hmm. is to have the person across the, the table just, just, can, just continuing to have this, this like frame of, like, you know, like the, this is charitable work that happened right. here. Right. It's not like, building up your community is not charity, nor should you engage it as like you're as if you're being philanthropic, right? Right. Especially when you don't have that energy in other arenas. So when you go to the airport That's real. or 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 you go to the mall and you have and you treat the business that way, where where it's like just the your presence and participation is is an extraordinary gift, not just something that should be respected, but just like 
Right. You should just be very grateful that I'm here. Right, right, right. We got to take that out of the equation. I completely agree. It, it, it makes it it makes it hard for the business owners to 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 sometimes get through the work. Yeah. When you got your got your own folks. Yeah. Trying Arrogant. to weaponize their their yeah. support against you in a way that like, I mean, I we we've we've dealt with this at TGS over the years where you know folks will say, you know, and you know I I. I supported you in 2016 when you opened. You absolutely did, and I appreciate it. Right. But when you paid for that event, I performed all of the event services that you asked for. Yeah. Like, I, I tried my absolute best. So what we, what we should be proud of together, right, is that we did business with one another, yeah. right? Like, the extra... I don't even know what to call it sometimes, yeah. right? Um, I think it's distracting. Yeah, so I agree. I'm 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 as grateful as you're gonna find about everybody that's been a part of all that we've been doing for yeah. the entire time we've been doing it. Yeah. But yeah. sometimes I don't know how to fully I I don't know how to say anything more than than thank you, right? And I feel like sometimes folks feel like, well, I could have gone and, and shop with a with with a white-owned business. But I chose to come here. But I chose, I chose you. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, well, I think the default should be that the opposite, right? And 100%. And, and tell the white-owned business, there was a black business that I could have supported. Like 100%. <laughs> but I supported you, right? And you played me. And, and, and you, that, should, it's just like it, the baseline has to shift, right? And again, because we see buying black as rare. Yeah. That it's okay to to, to yeah. highlight that you're, that hey I'm really bit buying black. That's today. a hell of a point. When when I get I think I think that like it really should be the white old businesses in our life that are are feeling the the need to be extra grateful that we're participating. Yeah. They they should feel that need to be extra grateful. They should be the ones looking to to come and get our support because they should they should feel that it authentically naturally normally goes to the black businesses, it, but they don't. They they don't they don't and we don't ask them to right is the reality 100%, of the conversation 100%. It, it, is, it is only our businesses and again this is learned behavior it is only our businesses that we engage in a way that suggests that like the business should be is extra fortunate right. that you're participating yeah and I just I do not agree that that is the standard yeah I agree that like when we when we get specific about this. The baseline will be I support black owned businesses. Yes. Therefore, I don't have to take a yeah. picture every time I pull up at one. Yeah. Right. Because it's it's what I do. Well, you maybe snort. Yeah. Like, but when you do when you do this, right, when someone does something consistently, it's one thing to talk about, hey, look, this is a new black owned company that I found. I want people to support it. Yeah. But if you find yourself in a space of feeling like you need to go out of your way to show that you're supporting a black owned anything. That probably means that that is not a consistent pattern of yours. Yes, and and that's so a hell of a call out. We should we should be we should be looking at that, right? And again, put all that energy on on the white folks. Yeah, that that should be feeling. Yeah, they they should be saying, Do you, "Can I? I'm gonna take a little bit off because you you showed up here today." It, exactly. Like like <laughs> if anybody should be having that conversation, but the black owned companies, I, I'm sorry, like it it, it is. We should uh, we should abandon all of the homie discount framework. I agree, through and through, one hundred percent, and say, you know what, I'm pull, I'm paying 
full, full price. 100%. Because doing so is how you're going to employ somebody. That's right. And we go down that chain again. That's right. right? I've, like, I've had conversations like, hey, I've shopped at other establishments just like yours. You should probably be charging more. Like, just get real feedback. Yeah. Give them the real. Like, yeah. And and we're not in the we're not in the Gucci store respectfully asking them for anything. Nor are they even with yeah. a posture of suggesting that 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 anything should be given. Yep. Right. So unless that is the energy that you bring there. Yeah. Which when I go to the mall, the lines outside of the luxury stores. Yeah. Dude, I don't think there's an expectation that anything uh, besides full price is about to happen right. when you walk in there. Ain't a discount coming. At, you know, half not, of them don't even put shit on sale. There's not a, I was about to say, there's not even a sale coming, right? Like, right. There's, no, there's not a break coming ever, right? <laughs> so if if those businesses aren't ever going on mm-hmm. on break and you don't have an expectation for them to. Why do you have it? Here? You should never have an expectation within the community for that that um, either, yeah. right? And And if it's offered to you, you can say no. That's right. Right, and, and should say no and ask them to reinvest that in the next person's meal behind you. That's right. That may not have the, the same opportunity. That's but, right, 100%. Um, it's, a, it's a conversation that's hard to talk about, right? Because, you know, the naysayers will say quickly, well, you know, you're saying black folks shouldn't be grateful to have customers. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. I'm actually saying the opposite. Yep. Right, like, yep. I, we, you should be grateful. Yep. I'm just talking about extraordinary right. you levels of gratitude. Right, I, I want there to be a level of expectancy that we shop in places that are black owned. Like that, for me, especially living here in Atlanta, especially like knowing all the businesses that, I, that I've met through TGS, knowing Dr. Key and all the businesses that, that she's helped to establish and grow, it has become a big part of what I do. I, I tend to ask myself quite often, I need X. Can I get that from someone black owned? Hell, I got... Blanket pancake syrup in my in my pantry because they're a black owned pancake company yep. out of Charlotte. I was just like, you know, I I want that and I wanted pancakes tonight, but you know what? I'll order this and have in two days. Worked out great. And and we should applaud you and at the same time <laughs> say we expected that from you. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And it shouldn't go any further than that. One hundred percent. I expect that from you. Therefore, no need for us to have That's right. these extra Anything with it yep. when it is how we move consistently. Yep. There, there doesn't have to be thanks. Like that's my. I feel like that is my job. Like that is part of my responsibility. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. And I should be servicing that. Or ask everybody to say thank you. Right? Like when you when you travel, 
ask the airline to say thank you for your for right. your ticket. And and look, I'm sorry. That same energy, oftentimes, is not not a part of the conversation it's not. It's because not. Uh, for whatever reason. So I don't know. I, it's not something that I honestly have ever talked about publicly before. It's a good conversation, but though. It's on my heart to talk about it now because <laughs> I I just I I I'm I'm tired of watching um, us a lot of times not give us the space to go through a lot of times the business cycle. Yeah. Right. Learning, and, and look, growing, I'm, I'm not for any business being misleading, being dishonest in any way, cheating you out of anything. That's none of that is acceptable. Those businesses should absolutely be excommunicated from the situation. Yep. I'm not talking about them. But when you see a business that's trying, Actually trying. Yeah. And there's probably some stuff that ain't going right. Yeah. Sometimes just even asking the question, can I can I help? Yeah. What do you need? Yeah. You'd be surprised by the answer. Yeah. We're dealing with really, really difficult times yeah. right now. And I don't want to give you anything less than our best. Yeah. But this is really, really tough circumstances. And if you look where our businesses over-index, we're in industries where a lot of the things that were in short supply, yeah, like finding good people, finding good product, yep. getting good delivery times yep. for that product, we were disproportionately impacted by a lot of that stuff. So that's why we had we 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 had delay and disruption. So. If you've had that experience with a black-owned company semi-recently, mm-hmm. please go back. Give them some grace. Go, go get, back. Please go back. Like, grow with them through. Go Be able to be the person that said, I was in here when y'all didn't have this, this, that, and the other. Yeah. But here I am, and you just opened your second, third, fourth, tenth location. Yeah. I'm so proud to see the scale yeah. and that we didn't abandon you early in the journey. Yeah. And all it yeah. takes to be that person is just going back and giving an opportunity yeah. and a little love and a little... Gra- and we all yeah. have that. We all right? have it. We all have it. I got one final question for you. When, when I think about this entire ecosystem that, that's being created, it makes me think about a symphony, right? You've got a conductor, you've got horns and percussion. You've got all these roles being played. And when everyone plays their part, it's beautiful. Right? When they understand their assignment, when they do their job, when they put passion and love into the music, and you as a consumer sit back in the audience and you hear it, it's beautiful. It feels like what you all are building is like a symphony, like a symphony orchestra, and you're playing this tune or this music for Black America that is absolutely beautiful. I'm watching it come together. I'm watching new horns being added. I'm watching the, the, the music itself get more complex and therefore more beautiful and therefore more mood relaxing, more enriching, more empowering, more inspiring. If you had to think about the next instrument or element you're going to add to the mix, what's missing? What's the piece that is going to make Black America sit back and just be like, that was it. That's what I needed. This is a tough question. Um, there are a lot of things that, you know, we're a team of entrepreneurs, right? Mm-hmm. So when we get in the room, we're talking about a lot of stuff that we we want to um, address. And 
truthfully, we're not going to be able to address it all, at least right. not in this context. Right. Right. But I, I think that a place in the business um, that exists currently that I think at scale will be super, super powerful right. is everything connected to the financial conversation right. that we will be having around content. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not that it doesn't exist, right? right? But you'll see a lot more of it from us. Right. And uh, when that content connects to another thing that we're working on that we do at TGS, uh, pretty well to experiential, right? So when you get to the the place where you're able to have kind of an informed discussion, likely online move to real relationship in person, right? Um, you know that that's that's a, a part of the the journey that we're on um, as as a company to better achieve. Again, finance has been an individual sport, yeah, right, and so. When the I like this this metaphor of a of a symphony, right? When it's when we're really like doing it mm-hmm. at scale, what you're going to find is that we're talking to all of who you are mm-hmm. and trying to meet as many needs as possible for all of the different things that are going to come up mm-hmm. um, in in your life, including figuring out how to connect to other people mm-hmm. that are having similar questions and concerns. Um, and that um, that for me is the is the thing that is um, exciting about this time, right? I mean, I I hadn't thought about it until we started this journey, but a lot of finance for me was was not really about anybody else. Yeah, I had this idea that I needed to figure it out, and how dare I not be in a position yeah. to answer some of these questions? Yeah, and then I would sit at dinner tables and realize. I don't even all like do we are we are we all using the same what what credit card do you have right <laughs> like who are you banking with and then I, and then it would be like well like that's crazy like I know so many things about my friends yeah I don't know this yeah why don't I know this yeah, like, yeah. why is this a secret yeah like, you know some intimate you know, stuff and and don't know I that. might know some real real stuff about you but I don't yeah. know who you bank with yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And better yet, I don't know who your banker is, right? That facilitated the last deal that you closed that made. uh, And why do I, why is that? Why is everything else on limits? But that for some reason is even amongst close friends off. Those are the ones we got to be in those conversations because. You should be able to, your friends should, should know when you have a banker. Right. Who it is. What you've been talking about? What is that timeline of things that y'all are mm-hmm. trying to hopefully achieve together? Have they called them? And I put a bunch of other resources around, right? Um, but we're going to socialize this thing a little differently, right? Like we're we're going to make it very normal right. for us to be having conversations about us, yeah, and in a in a finance context, um, and you know, all when it's all said and done, you know, this company will be a big company, yeah. But it will be an impactful company, more importantly than that. That's the most important and thing. I'm excited about that. I we've got to get our companies to scale so that we can we can maximize the impact that our companies have in, in our communities. So we are we're working to do that here and, and working um in a way that again is specific. Where this is not a this is not an effort that we can afford to mess up. Yeah. So we're not gonna mess it up. 
It's just like yeah. we're not going to mess it up. We we have been for years now deliberate yeah. in what is it? How is it? Yeah. Does it work? Does it work well for our folks? Is it secure? Yeah. Does it have all of the products and, and the, the features that folks see out in the marketplace? Yeah. Right? Can, we st- can we say legitimately that this is as good as anything that you're going to find out there? Yeah. The answer for where we are right now for the current products that we have is that they're good products. Yeah. And, um, and, and ultimately, you know, this will be a company, um, Lord willing, that, that has the type of impact that our team is, is really, really passionate about trying to achieve. I love to hear that. Listeners, this brother's telling you the truth. I mean, you, you heard him on the show before, but you hear me every week, week after week. Hopefully you have a level of trust for me when I tell you that he consistently performs, they consistently perform in this space. I, I mean that. If you were to take a look back at all the guests that we've had on this show, I would dare to say that probably a fourth to a third of all the guests that have ever spoken to you on Wild Black have come out of the gathering spot. And if I talk about gathering spot relationships, it's probably 40-50%. They do dope, amazing things. You have benefited even if you don't know it. And that gives me nothing but the ultimate confidence in what they're doing next and the impact that it will have on you, your neighborhood, your community. You need to get involved. Go look up Greenwood. Go learn more about them. Dig into the gathering spot. They're a package deal now. Check out their locations, their communities. They are literally all over the country now with a combination of clubs and or city communities. You need to tap in. Ryan, brother, thank you for being here. The last thing I want to ask you is tell the folks one last time how to engage with Greenwood and also a reminder on how to engage with The Gathering Spot. So go to bankgreenwood.com or go to thegatheringspot.club and we'd love to begin a relationship uh, with you. Like uh, Asking questions, mm-hmm. no, nobody is, is expecting anything less. You should. Right, we're talking about your 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 money, right? Yep. Ask ask all the the questions that you have, right? But no, right? At least for the team that's over here, that there there is nothing happening in this space, but trying to figure out how to solve a real problem that exists in our community. And I understand why there are going to be some folks that say, "Look." I've seen people be funny with the money too many times. That's a real, that's a real thing that's happened very often in our community. So um, know that that is not lost on us. Mm-hmm. But because that's a part of our collective history, mm-hmm. we're working even harder to make sure that the thing that we're building mm-hmm. is, a good, is a good solid offering. Right? And um, there are a lot of ways to make a dollar. I can tell you for this team making it in a way that would be unfair to black folks, not something that any of us are are interested in. And to speak super personally, my whole career at this point Mm -hmm. is all about black folks. I'm not involved in or doing anything if I don't feel like it is helpful to the community. Because again, at the end of the day, there's a lot of ways to go make a dollar. Amen. This is not... Truly, this is not that, right? This is not about just 
trying to figure out another hustle. That's not what's being built, right? And and I, I get why people want to go there quickly, but I, I invite everyone to do as much research, to ask as many questions as you have, uh, because when you go through that process, now look, don't 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 do it in a way that you don't do. I mean, this was funny about this. Like, folks will ask questions in this context. And I'll be like, well, do you know who you bank with? <laughs> like, like, have you, like, like, are you the public record of, right. of the institution where where you are now? Like, I'm not even having to like just do a Google search. Yeah, just a quick one. But, but okay, right. Um, but if you have questions, ask them, right? But I, again, I, I would just ask that those questions be rooted in a spirit of of really trying to find understanding. Yeah. Um, because. That's all we're, we're 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 coming into this work with love, yeah. and with respect and deep admiration for our people, yeah. and um, not on my name and not on anybody's name assign any of this stuff. Would we jeopardize who we are yeah. and what we care about? Yeah. Nor were we nor were we willing to sacrifice the resources of our people. Um, so, uh, come join us, bankgreenwood.com, thegatheringspot.club. Love for you to be a member of of the combined community. Love it. Ryan Wilson, The Gathering Spot, Greenwood Bank. Wild Black, we out. We love you. Peace. Peace. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.